welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. Proverbs 29 and verse 18. I read the Passion Translation. It says, where there is no clear prophetic vision people quickly wander astray but when you follow the revelation of the word heaven's bliss fills your soul where there is no clear prophetic vision people quickly wander astray Today we're talking about running with a clear vision. Running with a clear vision. This January, as we focus on purpose, on the vision series of purpose, um, we want to talk about running with a clear vision today. So the Bible clearly explains that there is a need for a prophetic vision and then when that is lacking people quickly wander astray and when we talk about a prophetic vision we're not talking about um pastor prophesy we're not talking about um man of god what do you see that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about the drama surrounding the ministration of the gospel. That's not what we're talking about. When we talk about a prophetic vision, we're talking about the insight as it comes from God. The way God sees things. What we call a vision is simply the sight of God. It's simply the eyes of God. The way God sees things. That's what we call a vision. Seeing things through the eyes of God. How God would see a thing. I know that in this part of the world, we're big on the prophetic. We're big on things bothering around um, having to speak for things as for the drama of prophecy, the drama of, of um, visions and the drama of seeing things. When I first came to the city, I was pastoring a church for um, my father, Dr. K, asked me to, to help another pastor, one of his sons, to pastor the church because the pastor was going to travel for a couple of months. 
So I, I went there and I was pastoring the church while the pastor was away. And then the members would come and I would ask them, how did your evangelism go and all that? They would say, oh, yes, it was interesting, but they were asking me if my pastor used to see. I said, okay. That was the first time I heard something like that. They say, your pastor, they see. I was like, of course, I have eyes, I see. I have ears, I hear. And they said, no, pastor, not like that. Vision. I saw you yesterday, 2 p.m., under the bridge. That's what they were talking about. And that was the first time I heard something like that. And I didn't really understand it. I mean, coming from the West, I mean... We see those things, but not in the gravity at which it's expressed here. So they, they schooled me. They had to teach me that, okay, pastor, this is what happens here. You know, you have to see vision. And when you see vision and tell people their phone number and their bed, date of birth and their mother's um, favorite food, they will come. So as much as God's people are drawn by those things. They are not the in thing where Christianity is concerned. Is it wrong for pastors to have visions and revelations? No, it's not wrong. If God reveals something to me, he's revealing it for a reason. What's the, what's the purpose if I tell you your phone number? So, and so what? What happens after then? If God reveals, there's this mem flying around. Pardon me. I wish I can dramatize it. Started by saying something around. There's a woman staying with you. You brought her up. Yes. You have two children. He said, Yes. Say the two children are not from your husband. Ah, and then the woman like, okay. And then the, the comment on it was like, Pastor, now that you have scattered their marriage. What next? That's not the kind of prophetic vision we're talking about. In fact, the Bible says that you are your own prophet. You are your own prophet. So where there is no clear vision, the people wander astray. Where there is no clear direction on where to go, what to do, the people wander astray. So vision is necessary for us not to wander astray. Vision is necessary. Prophetic vision from God is necessary not for us not to wander astray. Not to go out of... When you say wander astray, it's, we're saying to go out of the line of sight of God. Not just going astray. It's going astray from something. When you say someone has gone astray, it means that there was a place he was supposed to go to before, right? And then he went astray. Men went out of the way. So going out of the way means that there is a way you ought to go. And who determines where you ought to go? God. So when we say prophetic vision, 
getting clear vision, clear revelation from God, it means that first of all, you need to know from the one who made you and created you where you should go. So in 2023, there's a way that you should go. There's a path that you should take. There's a direction that your life must follow. All the dreams and goals that you have set for yourself, there is a direction your life must follow. And if you have to fulfill those things that God has put in your heart, you have to go the way he wants you to go. You have to go that way. So you, how do you run with a clear vision? It says, but when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. I, I particularly like the Passion Translation because it broke it down. It tells us that there is a revelation of the word that will bring about clarity of vision. There is a revelation of the word that will bring about clarity of vision. So when you stay with God's word, you see clearly the path that you should follow, where you should go eventually. Vision is the capturing of a clear picture of the future. Vision captures a clear picture of the future. Vision is seeing the end from the beginning. Vision is a clear mental picture of your assignment. And it's a derivative of purpose. Vision gives you wings. It gives wings to your purpose to fly. And then it brings focus. Focus. So when the Bible talks about you follow the revelation of the word, what it means is that the Holy Spirit begins to paint for you a picture. And that picture is what is known as vision. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit that is responsible for painting a picture for you that is known as vision. So you are praying and then all of a sudden you begin to see pictures of certain things. The Holy Spirit at that moment is painting for you a vision not from your own mind but from the eyes of God. So you are seeing through the eyes of God how things should be. You're seeing through the eyes of God the way that you should go. You're seeing through the eyes of God the pathway to follow. So many times when you're praying and you're having those, those thoughts, those inclinations, those desires in the place of prayer and the pictures are being painted in your heart. Many a times it's the sight of God that is falling on your eyes allowing you to see how things should be, how things should go, the direction. And that's one of the primary ways God speaks to us believers and the Holy Spirit communicates with us. You may not hear the audible voice of the Holy Spirit, but in times when you're praying, He paints pictures in your heart. He paints pictures. I get to experience that um, by word of knowledge. When, when, when God started when the Holy Spirit started working in me, the word of knowledge, I didn't understand it at first. So I would be praying and then 
I would just know certain things. There was this particular day we had a vigil in church, in Lagos church. I was in um, one of our branches in Lagos then. And I sat down close to the door. I was, I was just praying and then I just saw a picture of a lady walked into the, my eyes were shut. I saw a picture of a lady walk into the auditorium and then she was wearing white and everything, all that she was wearing and all that. I saw everything. And then I just knew that the lady was here. So immediately I opened my eyes. I saw the lady. So those, those were experiences for me that God began to show me how he, he was working the word of knowledge through me. So many a times when I'm praying for people and maybe I'm praying in church generally, I like to shut my eyes because I see a lot more when my eyes are shut. So my eyes are shut, but there is a vision, there is another eyes that is seeing how things should be. And so I'm speaking through the revelation that is coming from what that person, what that eyes is seeing. So I'm seeing through the eyes of God how things should be. So when we talk about having a clear vision, we're saying drop your own sight and see through God's eyes how you should run 2023. Don't look at the things that you are seeing with your physical eyes, but look at the things that you cannot see with your physical eyes, but are the truth of how your life should be. But a lot of times we limit ourselves based on the things that we can see physically. And some things are obvious. Yes, yeah, some things are, are obvious and they are real. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are the facts, but they don't form the reality. So the vision you must have in 2023 must be a product of supernatural revelation. Write that down. The vision you must have in 2023 must be a product of supernatural revelation. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. It says, this is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before. That's the Passion translation. Things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things that God has in store for all his lovers. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. He constantly explores all things. So vision is a product of supernatural revelation. So the Holy Spirit who explores all things begins to reveal to you God's innermost heart and the deepest mysteries. Another thing you need to understand is that vision is a prerequisite for provision. Before the provision begins to come, the vision must be in place. Before the provision sets in, the vision must be in place. So it takes a clear picture of a vision to attract the needed resources, which is the provision. So how do you know what you need if you've not gotten the vision 
of where you're going. How do you know what you need? How do you know what you need? So the vision has to be clear. So okay, if I ask you, how much do you need this year to do the things that you want to do? So pastor, this is just, 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 just give me 20 million. No, it doesn't work that way. What would you do with it first? Some of you say, give me first. When you give me, you know what I will do with it. No. What do you want to do this year? What's God asking you to do? What's he stretching of you to do? What's he tell? Let me tell you some of the things that God told me this year. And I told you last year that God said that this year, the number of cars are going to multiply. And listen, he said to me, for those of you who recently got married, and, and this is me telling you the honest truth, God told me, he said, I have given each of them a car. I'm serious. He said, I've given each of them a car. I said, what about those that are planning to? He said, everyone that marries this year, I've allocated a car for them. I don't know how that happened. I'm telling you the honest truth. You want to run and get married? <laughs> no, listen to me, church. See, when, when, when I, when I, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, listen. When, I, when I'm praying for you, that's, that's vision. I am seeing what is supposed to happen. So if God said, I have allocated to marriages a car, it means he's saying, in my own eyes, that's what I'm seeing in 2023. That's what I'm seeing in 2023. So what is now left for me to do as I have seen the picture in the eyes of God, you come to 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 9. Say, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Beyond your imagination, the many things that God has in store. So, when you are seeing the things that God has in store, being communicated to you by the Holy Spirit, what do you do? You begin to call them to be. You begin to call them to be. Not because of you, but because that's the plan of God. That's what God wants. That's the eyes you are seeing with. Glory to God. That's the eyes you are seeing with. Habakkuk 2.2 2 says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Question, how do you know that it's delaying when you don't know the time it's supposed to come? It will not delay. Say, ah, this thing is delaying. You only know it's delaying when you knew the time it was supposed to come. If you're not the controller of the time, how then do you determine that it is late? 
then. But through the eyes of the one who holds all things. And then you see these things. And you take your position of faith. That according as it is written and spoken. I stand in this space. So he takes a clear picture of a vision to attract the needed resources. Once you have the clear picture of what God wants, then you now know that, okay, these are the resources that will be allocated for this vision to come to pass. These are the things that will be allocated for this vision to come to pass. You get an admission into the university. They tell you for you to study so-and-so course. Maybe you're doing um, biochemistry. It's okay. You need a lab coat. You need what else do they need? What are the things they need for biochemistry? Lab coat. I know they use lab coat. What else? You know. So you can't say you are going to study music and then you go with lab coat. That resource is not needed for that vision. That's what we're saying. So the resource that is needed for the vision that God has given to you is what will be allocated to you. So the first thing to do is not go to get the lab coat. No, the first thing to do is decide which course am I studying. Then the resources required for that vision to come to pass will begin to be allocated. Your vision should not be confused with physical sight. Someone can have physical sight but can lack vision. And it's also possible for someone without physical sight to have vision. So the fact that you are seen physically does not mean you have vision. It doesn't mean you have vision. For you to be effective and maximize your potential and, and the opportunities that God will bring your way. There has to be a clear vision. Where you're going. What you're doing this year. Yesterday we had a meeting. All the pastors globally. Um, all the senior pastors. And then we we're discussing the calendar for the year. What are we doing this year? And then in the Elevate service today we talked about it. What are we doing this year? These are the things we're doing. These are the things. So the vision is clear. We know already. These are the things we're doing. Then we go to God. Based on these things we're doing. We need this for this. We need this for this. We need this for this. That's how we know how much you will you need the year, in the year. That's how you know. Say father. This year I'm planning to get married. This year I want to move a new apartment. This year, I want to register for a course and to cost $5,000. You are, you are putting the vision before the provision. And at the end of the day, you totally say, Father, I'm sending you your bill. As a dearly beloved son and daughter of yours, or daughter of yours, this is my bill for 2023. I will need to, to survive this year. Father, I would need $20,000. To survive this entire year. You can put $5,000 for contingency. And then you send him the bill. That's planning. You send him the bill. 
Not because you just want money. Because at the end of the day, when the resources begin to come, because you have outlined the vision, what do you do? You begin to allocate them. You don't go and ball. No, you begin to allocate them. Say, guys, show, show, show. What happened? Oh, just ball, nothing. The money comes for a mission. But when there is no vision, what happens? The people wander astray. They wander astray. Say, where are you? 411. Where are you? Casablanca. Where are you? Igihaga. Just wandering astray. Just wandering astray. No clear direction. No clear direction. Say, how do I know? Don't worry. Leave it. It's by revelation. Just wandering astray. Because there is no vision. There's no vision. Say, money just came into my heart. I don't even just know what I did with it. Because you did not plan for it before it came. He did not. He did not. Some of you this year, I'm going to get on your case. Oh, God knows. Heaven knows. I will get on your case. There's somebody I've told this year. I told that person, I said, this year, this is what you are going to do. Say how I say I don't care. This is what you are going to do. And I'm going to be on your case. I've marked some of you. I will be on your case. Because the things I've seen about you, I'm asking myself, why is this person not entering this deal? And then God will tell me, push him, push her. They will enter. They will enter. If I tell some of you things that God is showing me about you. You will, as we leave service, eh, you will go to where they are selling the most expensive cars. You will sit down and say, how much? But the work to do to get there, the work to do to get there, you think it's not reachable. So it scares you. The step to take, you don't want to take it. I was talking with someone yesterday. I, I, I just engaged him in a discussion. I said, oh, how are you? And things like that. Um, what's going on? I just noticed he's very hardworking, industrious and all that. I said, what do you do? He said, um, he's still planning on getting into school. He was working somewhere. I said, how long have you been working with this person? He said, two years now. I said, oh, really? I said, ah, you must be very loyal. He said, well, um, He's, 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 uh, he's okay with it. I said, okay, what is your plan? What do you want to do? Because he, he sounded very intelligent. He said he got an admission two years ago into University of Benin, but he couldn't go. I said, why didn't you go? He said he couldn't meet up. When people tell you things that like, I couldn't meet up, that's not his money. And I said to him, why didn't you defer the admission? We defer admissions in Nigeria, don't we? I said, why didn't you defer the admission? defy it to a year or something just defy it later he said he did not know it was possible so you've lost two years because you lack knowledge about something so I told him it's like the anointing to push people is on me this year I told him I said you will go back and start I said I know people who went to school the first day they were going to school they did not know where they were going to sleep 
But the fact that they got admission, they said, this admission will not waste. I will go to that school. They graduated. I said, I know people who through their years in school, they, are, they were helping their classmates, their classmates to fetch water, to wash clothes. And those ones will pay them to do what they call that thing. Uh, and ah, it's like my wife. Sorry? They went to school. You see them screaming, any walk, any walk, any walk, anything to do. And they pay you. Why? Because they were determined that they were going to go through this, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Because there's a vision. Nobody is saying that your future that you so desire will come easy. And also nobody is saying it will come hard. But it will, there will be a price to pay for it. There will be a price. But you, as long as you're willing to pay that price, it said he that endures till the end will receive a crown of life. That's what should push you in anything you're doing. There, I saw this one that you have said we have a car now. So I should start saving for a car. Save if you have to save. Do business if you have to do business. But the sacrifice, the, the visioning must come first before your eyes. I'll, I'll get to that point. Don't worry. I'll get there. I'll give you five steps to running effectively with a clear vision. Five steps. Number one. Let your vision anchor on divinity. Let it anchor on divinity. Don't let it be be self-driven. Let it anchor on divinity. Because your ability to get it from God must be clear. Let it anchor on divinity. Don't just run with your own theory. Run with your own agenda. No. Get in his presence. Download the clear vision. Let it be clear. And let it anchor on divinity. The God factor must be there. It must be there. Just because it's, it's mental. Don't think that. No, we know we say a vision is described as a mental picture. As a mental picture. As a mental picture then you just go into one place, lock yourself and begin to think. You cannot think the mind of God. You can think your own plans, but you cannot think the mind of God. No. You can think, strategize and come up with things to do for the year. But when it comes to what God wants you to do, you can't think it through. It's the Holy Spirit that delivers it to you. You can't think it through. He said, who knows the mind of God? Say the spirit of God. That spirit is what communicates to you the mind of God. If, it's the th- if, are the, if there are the things that you want to do by yourself, lock yourself up in a room and think it through. But if, it, if there are the things that God wants you to do, you have to download it by God. You have to get into the mind of God to get it. To get it. So what we are talking about is another things that you want to do. We're talking about the things that God wants you to do in 2023. 
So it has to anchor on divinity. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 19. It says the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. The mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. There are certain things that can only come by revelation from God. You cannot think everything through. I heard Bishop say one time that I think a lot. And the way I think, people think I don't pray. But when I pray, I think. He said, in fact, I think pray. I'm praying and my thinking is active. But that thinking is active in God. It's not a mental thinking. I say, oh, um, let's just meditate. Once we meditate, and you, once you can see it, you can do it and you can become it. No, I'm not. It's not motivation. No, no. It's an awareness of something that is beyond you and it comes to your thinking. You will think you are the one thinking it because your mind and his mind have become one. Your mind and his mind, they become one. So as you are thinking strategically, the unbeliever is looking at you and thinking that all you are doing is just mental thinking. But what you are doing is spiritual mental thinking, if there's anything like that. So your thoughts and his thoughts have merged. So you are thinking in the spirit, spiritual thoughts. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, not with carnal things. So your vision must be, must anchor on divinity. Number two, keep your vision before you at all times. At all times. At all times. Any vision you don't keep before you will soon fade away. It will fade out. Any vision you don't keep before you will soon fade out. Last year, the things I wrote down, I write down things a lot that are in my heart I want God to do for me. January, I will bring it out. Look at it. Week in, week out. Day in, day out. February, I'll bring it out. They are right there on my task. I have a task. My task says, Google is my best friend. That company, Google, is Holy Spirit inspired. I'm telling you. The things they are doing, they can only be inspired by the Holy Spirit. So I have Google task. I have Google everything. Google one, Google lens, Google everything, Google. So in my task, I have different things. Personal task. Kingsworth Chicago task. Kingsworth PH task. My company task. KMI task. My other consulting stuff task. Prayer list. Shopping list. I have everything task. So from time to time, I bring them out. The ones that God has done for me on my prayer list, I think it, I say, wow. And when I wrote this thing, it's not like I really, really believed though. I just wrote it because as I was praying, I just saw it in the spirit and I wrote it down. 
And from time to time, I bring it and I say, God, this thing I wrote down. I just pray in the spirit about it, look at it, think through it. What can I do about it? If I can't do anything, I leave it, I continue. But the fact that I wrote it down and I, they are coming to pass, I'm like, wow, this thing is working. It's working. There's one I wrote one year, it was still there. But guess what? At the end of that one year, it came to pass. Imagine if I had given up and thought that it would never happen. But it was there one year. Then I ticked it. I said, wow, this is good. But there's another one I wrote two years. It has been there. I'm not going to give up. In fact, there was the one I wrote. It's been there for over a year. And when that year came up, because I wanted to achieve it that year, it didn't happen. I moved. I just changed it. 2022. Cancel 2023. Is it not my, me that wrote it? I can't beat myself that, ah, it didn't come to pass. You are such a failure. You are such a failure. No. I can't do that. And the one that wrote it changed 2022 to what? 2023. And then give God thanks for the ones that he has done. Say, Father, we have moved it to 2023. I moved it to 2023. Let it be before you always. Always. He said, though it tarries, wait for it. You always wait for all those videos. But this one, you don't want to wait for it. They tell you wait for it. You two, you are waiting. You know, Nothing happened now. They now tell you, you two, what are you waiting for? So this one is saying, though it tarries, it will come to pass. Wait for it. Tell your neighbor, wait for it. Ask him, is there something you are waiting for? There has to be. So even if the scripture says, wait for it, it will come to pass. And you don't have anything you are waiting for. My sister, you go wait to. Because there's nothing you're waiting for. You've not written anything down. You've not put anything before you. And scripture is saying, wait for it. Even if it is, wait for it. Question is, wait for what? So as you are waiting, the angel that is coming to fulfill it is also waiting. I said, Angel, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for you to tell me what you are waiting for. He said, wait for it. Put it before you always. Always. Deuteronomy 4 and verse 9. It says, only take care and keep your soul diligently lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen. <laughs> Unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Lest you forget. So your eyes have seen them in the spirit. But you are not always in the spirit. You have come down from that mountain. You have come down from that place of prayer. The only way you will continue to see it is if you write it down. It's if you keep it before you. Say, ah, God told me something in 1999. Ah, I can't remember. God did not tell you so that you will forget. He told you once. For you to hear it again, you write it down. You write it down. You keep it before you. 
Because there is a tendency to forget. They asked Jesus a question. He answered them by telling them, have you not read? So it's not everything, every time you go to God, that he will be giving you fresh, fresh revelations. There are some times he will say, go and read what I told you the other time. He said, write the vision. Make it plain. When the angel appeared to John the beloved, he said, these things have come to reveal to you. He said, write them down. Write them down. Write them down. How will this year 2023 be? Write it down. Not just wishful thinking, but thoughts that have been merged with you and God. How will it be? Write it down. Say, Father, this is how when we were communing, this is how you showed me that the year would be. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. And then you keep it before your eyes every time. Proverbs 420. It says, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart for their life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Those days we used to sing it. I think it was Don Moen. For they are life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. You guys don't know it. You know it. Kind. Ashakea is taking all of you. Those days it's with scripture that you write on. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your head. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. You're very spiritual. I know what some people are hearing is they never see me coming. You can get songs from scriptures. How do I know this song? You can't live in this world <laughs> and not be associated with all these things. I went to cut my hair somewhere and some oh, last year or some months ago and I think when I went to Lagos or something and there were lots of people there so I had to wait for a while and then they were jamming this song Jesus I left that place. Even when I was not thinking about the song, my head was playing the song. The beat alone is smart beat. <laughs> I like God. Where did this we used to get this kind of beat? There are some things that just run unconsciously, just be in a place. Glory to God. That's how you keep things before your eyes. You you bring it up before you all the time. You remember. God told me in 2020. He told me in 2021. He told me in 1999. I wrote it down. Because I'm watching it. So that when it comes to pass, I will give him praise and glory. And I'm expectant. I am waiting for it. There is something I'm waiting for. I'm not just waiting. No, I'm waiting for something. 
But how do you know what you're waiting for if you've not written it down? How do you know what you're waiting for if there's not something before your eyes? And when you pray, come forth with the prayer things, with the things you've written down. Pray with it. Open it before you. Put it before you. Lie down there. Pray. Open it up. Lift your hands and say, Father, just worship him. It's a remembrance. You're bringing it before him. Said, wait for it. It will come to pass. So there has to be something you're waiting for. Number three, avoid distractions. Avoid distractions. Not every relationship is a positive one. Some are just mere distractions. Avoid distractions. Be intentional. Be intentional. There's an adage that says that 20 friends cannot play together for 20 years, right? Say, ah, you don't understand. It's my shy dude friend. Shy dude. They gave back to us in the same hospital. We went to the same crutch. Went to the same nursery school. Went to the same primary school. We were bunk mates in university. Ah, pastor, it's my shy dude friend. Will you die together? intentional about the relationships that you build. Be intentional. There's something we do about relationships. It's, we are, it's, it's more difficult for us to build new relationships. That's what most people find difficult. To build new relationships. To, to deliberately see someone and desire to be friends with that person positively. Say, I admire this person, the work ethics, the, you know, everything about this person. I would like to be friends with this person. You can be intentional about that in 2023. You can look at people that have gone ahead of you and decide to be friends with them. I know someone who did, went to an extreme where friendship is concerned. Went to a very long extreme. He was in a place and um, the person he went to see that person knows Atiku so Atiku came to that place and he saw the person was in the room so he said ah, wow that you like to get close to Atiku so while they were leaving Atiku mentioned he saw a car that one of them brought. He said, ah, wow. Ah, nice car. I like this car. That's what he said. The guy heard it. That week, he bought the car and sent it to, sent it to Atiku. Does Atiku need the car? No. But he wants to build a relationship. There are things you do deliberately that can build relationship with people that they will never forget you for any reason. And sometimes those things don't cost too much. They are within the capacity that you can handle. And of course, Atiku recognized him. Say, ah, who did this? Ah, you did. Ah, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And brought him into his circle. The rest is story. The rest is just history. 
history. But the relationships that God has brought your way, the people that God has brought your way, how are you managing them? Before we even begin to talk about the ones to build, how the ones, the ones that God has brought, how are you managing them? We've not even talked about the new ones to build. God puts you in a compound, puts you um, around people. It's there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Not everybody that hurts you should be out of your life. Yeah. There are some people you keep them. Say, ah, you don't know what this person did to me. I have vowed. If I see him coming from here, I will go left. If I see him coming left, I will go right. And God is saying that relationship is there for a reason. He said, no, 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 no. I can, I can forgive, but I can never forget. I can never forget. You choose to remember at your detriment. Somebody hurts someone. And then the person called me up on the phone and said, Ah, Pastor, see what this person did to me. I said, what? When I heard it, I was like, what? Wow. A few days ago, I told told her, I said, okay, you don't need to kick him out of your life. You've known what he has done. Forgive him and just move on. So a few days ago, she sent me a message and said, the person called her and asked her, that thing that you said you need, can you go and check the price? And this thing she needs is almost like 600,000. And she called me and said, Pastor, what should I do? I said, before uncle, check the price and send it to him. Is it your business who God uses to bless you? He said, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When your ways please the Lord. So when God decides to use your enemies to bless you, just make sure that your enemy is the one that hates you. You are not the one that hates them. Because when you also hate your enemy and God is speaking to them to bless you, they will not hear. Oh. They will not hear. But when they are the one that offended you and they are looking for a way to make amends, when God speaks to them once, they will hear. But you, your pride will not make you calm down. You will, I will show you. You've done this. What I will do to you will be more than what you did to me. And God is saying, this is the person I want to use to give you that land. Say no. Today, this matter must be solved. And you solve the matter today. Then tomorrow, you go to a place where you need to buy a land. And you find the person that is in charge of the land is the one that you insulted two weeks ago. And you say your village people has followed you. They did not follow you. You are the one that took them along. Be intentional with relationships. Develop that thing in God where people hurt you. It's okay. They move on. Just move on. They've offended you. Move on. Move on. Because the beautiful thing, there's nothing as beautiful as when God uses your enemy to bless you. He says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Do you know what that means? It means you need to have enemy first. 
come on. You need to have enemy first. Before he will prepare a table. Let me tell you, when God prepared that, many of you look at that scripture, you don't know the gravity of it. What it means is that when God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, if they are still, if you are still hating each other, they know that you hate them, you know that they hate you. That, that table that they prepared, they will poison it. But that table is them coming to plead and beg for your forgiveness. Because they've seen that no matter what they do to you, you will not do it back to them. So God prepared the table and that table is an opportunity for them to reconcile. To reconcile. Be intentional. And being intentional about relationships is also telling those who are not within that space, giving them arm's length, arm's length. Those of them that are forming destruction. Not everybody is going to celebrate your vision. No. Not everybody is going to celebrate your vision. Look for people that will help you and build you up. It says iron sharpens iron. If you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. Bible says the companion of fools will suffer harm. I've given you three right. Number four. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Let him be your guide. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Quit all this my hard end money, my my sweat. What I worked hard for. Quit all that. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Be dependable on Him. Be dependable on Him. Remember it is God's vision seen through the eyes of God that you are running with. So, for that vision to run through the Holy Spirit who gave you access to the sight of God must be the one to guide you through. He must be the one to guide you through. Because you got it from God. You didn't get it from yourself. You got it from God. So the Holy Spirit will guide you all the way through what He has shown you that you've seen in the presence of God. He begins to instruct you day after day night after night this is how to do that's how to do we're talking about how to run effectively with a vision and then number five be patient be patient be patient. Be patient. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Be patient. Some things require a lot of patience. A lot of patience. A lot of patience. 
after you have done everything that you should do, you patiently wait, trust in God that one, he will not lie, trust in him that the vision is for an appointed time, trust in him. He said, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. Patiently, patiently, patiently. If it is God who has shown it to you, if you've seen it from the eyes of God, if it has been revealed to you by God, with patience, it will come to pass. So after you've written it down, it's right before your eyes. You're patiently trusting God for it. Patiently observing. Taking God by his word. Declaring that word day in, day out. And say, God, even if it tarries, I'll wait for it. Even if others have gone ahead of me, I'll wait for it. Patiently. My time will come. My season will come. Because it comes from you. You're not a partial God. No. You cannot do for one and not do for another. No. You're not the God that shows favoritism. No. You're a faithful God. Those are the things you tell him. Why you are waiting? Why you are patiently waiting? Trusting that it will come to pass. Because he was promised. is faithful. That's what the Bible says. Stand to your feet. He was promised is faithful. Is faithful. So this year, 2023, what are the things before you? What have you written down? And if you have not written down anything at all, understand that you have to. And before you even write it down, be sure you are getting it from the presence of God. And the vision that God is showing to you is what he wants to bring to pass in your life in 2023. All things are yours, says the Spirit of God. What God has given to you cannot be undone. He has given to you, given it to you in the place of the Spirit. It's your responsibility to see it, to see it in the Spirit, then call it forth to be in the natural, in the physical, in the physical. Lift your hands to Him. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.